Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back. Yes, I'm Sumitra Naidu and this is My Money and Me and we continue our discussion now and yes, we're still looking at COVID-19. I mean, it just affects us in so many different ways as we were hearing about the retrenchment process and severance packages. There's just so many questions to be asked at this point. So many people are going through what they never went through before. So this is a, a you know new terrain for some of us that are losing our jobs, losing our pay. It's really important to have these discussions. Now, losing a loved one is one of the hardest experiences a person will go through in their life. Stats South Africa revealed in 2018 that the average funeral cost was between 50,000 to 250,000 rand and was increasing year on year by approximately 12%. I was shocked by this number. But the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic has changed all of this with government regulations limiting the number of people able to attend a funeral and travel out of the province. Um, This has changed it and brought that amount down. The Department of Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs has ordered that only 50 people may attend a funeral, which can only go on for as long as a permit allows and night vigils are prohibited entirely. Um, this is uh, this and overall changes the cost of funerals. To discuss more about this, I'm joined now by Lindy Munyai and she is an executive for Liberty's Emerging Markets. Lindy, thank you very much for your time this evening. Pleasure, uh, Sumitra. Good evening to you and your listeners. So, Lindy, I mean, how has how has COVID nineteen changed the funeral industry? I think it's changed in significant ways. I think as a country, we've been used to a certain way of burying our loved ones. Uh, more than anything else, I think it's changed it in terms of the expenses uh, that we incur when we, we when we bury our loved one. If we really think about it, in the past, we would have a number of costs that would be associated with funerals. Firstly, we'll need to take care of the coffin, the priest, you know, the mortuary, the food, the transport, sometimes even tombstones at the same time. Uh, those who slaughter would also look at cars, programs, hosting venues, and so many other things. And with COVID-19, um, with the limitation of 50 people, both at the actual gravesite and also uh, in the funeral uh, procession or in the venue, um, those costs have, have become quite um, constrained or limited because you don't have to spend as much uh, because you don't have as many people to take care of. That's so interesting how the number of people attending can actually affect you. I mean, just feeding people during a funeral procession is, um, or during a funeral is just, it's, it's enormous. And this is probably why, um, uh, this is why so many people take out policies. You know, I did some research on this about a year ago, a year or two ago, and I found that South Africa has the largest funeral industry in the world. In terms of people taking out policies, I mean, funerals are really big, especially in the black culture, in the African culture. I think one of the reasons is that um, as as a community, firstly, our culture is to support each other uh, when something as traumatic as losing a loved one happens. And so um, it becomes a community thing. Extended family plays a big part. Neighbors play a big part, not just from 
um, contributions or helping in, in the home where the, the death would have taken place, but also from a family support perspective, from a comforting, it's our way of processing what would have happened uh, at that moment. Um, but having people and having extended numbers of people coming in on a daily basis for a full week is expensive. And I think that people value um, the company, they value um, the comforting, they value the the feeling of I'm not alone in going through mm. this um, uh, this trauma. But having said that, COVID-19 has changed a whole lot around that. And I guess we do need to look at how we deal with uh, females slightly differently to the way that we used to. I think you're absolutely right. And I think my heart goes out to those that have lost loved ones during this time because you do need that support. You need people around you. You can't be alone. Um, and yes, 50 people is still a considerable amount, but so many people want to say goodbye. So many people want to share their condolences with you. So many people want to support you and you need that during this time. And it must be tough, but we don't know when things will go back to the way they were um, in terms of the numbers that can arrive for a funeral. So does this impact um, on policies going forward? Um, I don't think that it impacts on policies because, we, you know, the the client or the person who pays, the main member who pays for that um, policy uh, continues paying as per normal, whether it's COVID-19 or not. Um, the commitment that companies like Liberty and other insurers make um, is that we will be there and we will fulfill our promise when, when the need arises. And that need arises when... Um, that main member or a beneficiary um, comes through to to uh, claim for for that particular policy. So it, I don't think that it will change the way that we cater for these mm-hmm. um, unforeseen incidences. But it does mean that the money that um, people get, people need to think differently about what how they can use it and what's the best way of getting the best value out of that money because ultimately the main member or the the person the main owner of the policy would have not been there so it's the beneficiary that needs to take that accountability and responsibility for good use or, or proactive use before we get into what you can do with this extra bit of money, I mean, what is the general cost of a funeral? Or rather, what what do people, when people take out policies to cover for either a funeral for themselves or for, for somebody in the family, what is the general kind of cover that they take out? Well, for each uh, policy owner, they have a variety of options that they can choose from. But we would see averages around 30000 per member um up to about a uh, hundred thousand per member okay so now if you looking at i mean if you if you have a funeral and you have say you have like thirty thousand remainder if you secured for a hundred k um you have a, a bit of money remainder what then can that person do because this is this is quite a bit of, it's a substantial amount to be sitting with and you also don't want to be wasting it um, on unnecessary things. Um, what is the advice to people that have that extra bit of cash? Definitely. I mean, uh, that's a, that, that is a significant amount of money. And in the 
context of COVID, we've seen how many families are struggling around food security. Uh, we've seen issues around um, homes, people not having homes or losing their homes because of other, uh, your previous topic that you were talking about, retrenchments or losing one's job. So you want to start with the basic needs. Um, you want to make sure that your beneficiaries or, or, or even sometimes kids are taken care of from that perspective. So you want to make sure that you, you redirect um, those funds, um, mm. preferably through an advice, uh, a late process, where you have an advisor who's going to take you through um, a will, um, where you are able to write down what it is that you want to happen with that money, but also you want to get advice on what are the types of savings um, and investment plans that are out there, either um, in insurers or even in the banking sector that could assist the family. Education is another big one where we have a huge need for quality education for kids. So those different um, opportunities could be there. But the advice is best talk to someone who's an expert, like a financial advisor, who will then look at the needs at that particular point. Liberty is an insurer. What are the trends that you're seeing right now? I mean, we've we've been struggling with COVID-19 now, the spread of this virus for a few months. Um, and obviously, you know, our death rate isn't as high as some countries, but we are being warned constantly that there is this big wave coming. What are we seeing in terms of uh, people and their behavior during this time in taking up new policies and making sure that they are secure? I think the first thing is, as an insurer, what we encourage our customers to do is not to lose sight of why they took out uh, the various policies. And, and the key reason for people taking out policies is for protection. Um, like I said, it's, it's mm. to trust uh, a company like Liberty that when um, an unforeseen incident like this um, comes through, you are able to fit your family and able to look after them when you're not there. So this, the type of change that we're seeing uh, in terms of our customers is that they're trying to get hold of our advisors. And it's slightly difficult because during the lockdown, we haven't had uh, an opportunity to open branches. But we are seeing an increased take-up in the digital space where customers are interacting with our customers either on the phone or um, using our call center lines and also using some of our WhatsApp lines. So the digital space is becoming more and more important. And there's a lot of, uh, I guess there's a bigger need to train customers to interact with organizations in that manner because um, when incidences like the lockdown happen, then they have another option outside of face-to-face. But but that does mean that there is more take-up in terms of the funeral policies. So we, we haven't seen an additional take-up in terms of policies. We are seeing the general trend that we've seen over the previous month. Um, we also encouraging, like I said, customers to make sure that they continue their payments. Mm. Um, we also seeing customers requesting to have... Um, skip premiums or premium relief um, so that they can deal with some of the financial constraints that they're facing at the moment. So in a case like that where people can't actually afford to uh, keep up their payments, their premiums on these policies, what happens if they skip one or two and, you know, um, 
unfortunate, we have an unfortunate event where there is a death, but they've skipped two payments, but they've been paying for like five, ten years. I think that um, specifically for our funeral policies, we have um, something called the skip premium, where you are able to register with our call centre to say that this month I will not be able to pay, and they explain how that skip premium works. And then they are able to claim when the time comes because they would have taken the necessary steps to uh, to, to communicate to us and also utilize the current benefits uh, within that funeral cover. My guest this evening is Lindy Monyai and she's an executive for Liberty's Emerging Consumer Market. And we're talking about the funeral industry. We're talking about funeral policies, what you need to know, the fact that you need to actually keep paying your premiums. But Lindy, are we clear? I mean, what what is from an insurance perspective, from an insurance company, if somebody has been paying for five years and suddenly now cannot afford to pay for two months, they have a death in the family, will that policy still pay out? Or what should that customer do to ensure that they will still get a payout? Yeah, the, the best advice is, um, to, the, to the customer is for them to make sure that they contact their specific insurer that they understand um, the conditions of the cover that they have and to make sure that they speak um, up, especially to other client services or to their specific advisor when they cannot pay. Because remember, we as insurers can't know when clients are suffering um, and the reasons behind that, but we certainly make sure that when they reach out, we find ways to assist them. So there will be some sort of assistance to them in during this time that they can't pay the premiums? Yes, definitely. Very quick question, Lindy. Do you think that this will change even once things go back to the way they were? Once, you know, all our restrictions are lifted and, you know, more than 50 people can attend a funeral. Do you think that this kind of, this time, the fact that it's lowered costs, there's less pressure on the family, there's a little bit extra money coming in for whatever else they need to do. Do you think that this would change the trend going forward in 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 terms of how um, uh, our families are doing funerals? I think that um, any behavioral change takes time. I think also it depends on the benefits that people see. Uh, That's how people change something that they've been doing for a long time um, to adopt a new behavior. But I do think that um, the more we see the benefits of making sure that we don't go to very expensive um, processes to bury our loved ones, and that we remain pragmatic in the decisions that we make for the benefits of those who are left behind, I think that with time we will start thinking differently about how we spend that money and how we utilize the the various benefits that we have. So I think time will tell, um, but I do think that it has initiated a, a different type of thinking and a different experience. Great stuff. Lindy, thank you very much for your time this evening. Lindy Munyai, Executive for Liberty's Emerging Consumer Market. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.